Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You make out for a second, and then next thing you know, your hand's on your pants, and your pants are coming off, and they're, they're hard, and you're like, I'm not ready yet. And so, as a result of that, foreplay is not a suggestion, it's a requirement. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, beautiful ladies, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your host, Violet Benson, the bigger sister you didn't ask for, but I think that you need, and I just realized that's also the intro music of the episode as I start, and I just repeated myself, but you know, it's going to take me a little bit of adjusting to get used to uh, being a podcaster again. As you know, last week was my first episode after going away mentally (laughs) for two and a half months or so. And I tried out like a new format. And also there's a new name, which I didn't even announce. And a lot of you are like, why is there a new name? But I feel like if Kylie Jenner can change her baby's name after giving birth to him, I feel like we're kind of in the same boat and I'm able to change the name of my podcast randomly because I just felt like it. But if you are curious to know why I changed it, I actually go into detail briefly and explain it on next week's episode. That's a solo episode. Okay, so before we get started, today's episode is amazing. It's with Sex with Emily, so you know it's going to be a good one. It's about everything that you were curious about, everything about sex. I'm, and it actually has the funniest, the funniest stories are at the end about how um, my ex-boyfriend one time almost clipped off my vagina well, my vagina lips, well, my clitoris. We had to be rushed to the ER. It's a whole fun story. And then there's also some fun story about a fan and poop in a bag. But we'll get to that later. So first, I wanted to say welcome. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you for loving me. And also, for those who decide to review me last week and give me a one-star review because you didn't like my pop culture, I want to say, fuck you, bitch. No, I'm kidding. But honestly, last week was I had so much anxiety. I was so nervous to launch my podcast again. I felt like I wasn't ready. I felt I had so many nerves. Even interviewing my first interviewee, which was Remy, I struggled. I I felt I got in my head. I felt insecure. And that's why even the pop culture segment came off so poorly, at least in my opinion, because we are our hardest critics. So when I was already feeling down, I had my amazing listeners who proclaim what avid fans they are knocking me down even lower but i get that it just the truth is whoever gives you a one-star review just to to try to help you be better quote unquote even though the truth is they're just having a bad day and they want to be assholes is they never actually go back and fix the review so you kind of while they continue listening to my episode so it's like one thing you didn't like about my podcast when i worked so hard 
to come back to you. But when I was done feeling sorry for myself about it, I did take the feedback into consideration. And, you know, we're working through it. I want to make you guys happy. But also last week I was in my insecure stage, not feeling good about myself, feeling small, feeling invisible, feeling like I don't deserve to be back. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't have the... Ma- you'll, you'll hear it all on next week's solo episode where I am very open and honest with you. But this week, I feel like I finally just got out of my head and I just feel back. Like, I'm just so happy to be back and I'm so happy to be talking to you guys again. And I feel like even you'll see my dynamic with Emily, like I'm back. It feels easy again. Thank God. So in order to punish those, not punish, but I have made a decision. So because a few of those people decide to give me a few one-star reviews, I came up with an idea. I will personally Venmo $5 to the first 5,000 listeners who will give me a five-star review on Apple, take a screenshot and DM it to me, and I will personally Venmo you $5. So the first 5,000 listeners, I will reward you for being a beautiful, nice, because guess what those reviews actually do affect my podcast and leaving me a one-star review because you just felt like being a dick does hurt me emotionally physically mentally in every capacity so yeah that's a contest the first 5,000 people that are listening right now I will give you five dollars via Venmo or cash app if you give me five stars, take a screenshot and send it to me. And obviously I will check the date to make sure you're not lying. So yeah, I love you and I will reward you for it. So let's get started. First, I wanted to address something. Not, not address something. I wanted to talk about a few things. One, I picked up a new hobby recently. Well, the last week or two. After I got that bad review, I was just like, I guess it must be so nice to to just be able to have an opinion since I'm not allowed to have that these days. And then I was like, let me try it. (laughs) I kid you not. I watched some movie and I was like, this movie sucks. I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell them this. So I went on my computer and I gave it a one star and I was like, this movie sucks. Blah, 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 whatever I said. And I'm like, this had a terrible plot, blah, blah, blah. And then I pressed send and it was like review post. And I was like, wow, now I understand why people do this. <laughs> it's like actually really fun. But then I watched another movie and I gave it like five stars. And I was like, I don't know what everyone else is talking about. This movie is great. I actually enjoyed the scenery and the actors did such a fantastic job. And then that was fun too. And I pressed click and I was like, wow, people are going to get to like read my review and they'll know that it's a good movie. And I was like, oh my God, I think this is my new hobby. <laughs> I feel like such a loser or a geek for getting excited about this, but it just felt nice to finally be able to kind of have an opinion without anyone be responding to my opinion or, you know, canceling me for having an opinion. So I was like, okay, this will be my escape. Um, the other thing I want to say is that since I want to get have you guys come into my life a little more, over the weekend, I finally went out. I've been kind of cooped in my house the last couple of weekends. I'm kind of, I kind of, so I have these moments where I become super antisocial, where I don't see people for weeks. And then I finally whisker out of my home and I'm like, wow, sun, wow, humans. Ah, how do I interact? So I was like so excited. And basically, I went to this party. It was a birthday party for um, Benny Blanco, who is a, music uh, producer and for this guy that goes by a little dicky so it was their combined birthday and they were doing this at this one place that i can't say the name because it's like a little 
the, I'm going to tell you the LA secrets. It sounds lame, but whatever. I'm, I'll let you in. So during the pandemic, there was a specific place, which I can't say the name, that only specific people in LA knew about. And that was a place you can go to party at and hang out at. It was like underground. It is still underground. And during the pandemic uh, or when everything else was closed, you can go there to hang out with your friends or to party. That's the truth. Uh, sounds like an asshole for admitting it. But yeah, so that was happening. And it's somewhere in Silver Lake. <laughs> so anyway, they threw their party there. So it was kind of nice to re-see that place. Ended up being so much fun. And it's so crazy when I see celebrities out because I just, I, a lot of the time I actually don't know who's a celebrity, but there are specific people that I'm, I can be a fan of that, that I do get excited when I see. So I was basically, it was, the theme was you wear what you were in high school or you just dress like 90s or 2000 vibes. And basically I remember I was at the bar and this one girl was wearing like a really cool furry um, hat and I saw the back of her head and I looked at her and I tapped her shoulder and I was like, hey, I love your hat. It's so cute. And she turns around. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you. And it's fucking Halsey. And I like I like got silent for a second because for a second, you know, I haven't been out of the house ever for a while now. And then also it's like the first person I interact with is Halsey. And she looked amazing, beautiful. She was just like making out with her partner, whoever he was. I don't, I, I don't know, but they were like grinding, making out the whole night. And it was just really cool to see a lot of these people just in their natural habitat. And it's always crazy how celebrities are always the nicest. Like anyone that's super, super famous, they never have an ego and they're always super cool. Like, you know who else was super chill at that party? Little Nas. I'm a huge fan of him. So whenever... I would walk by around the party and I would see him walking past me like my heart would drop because I just think he's so funny and so cool. Um, but he would be like making jokes and walking around being like really nice and friendly and just funny hand gestures. And like towards the end of the night, we were like with him. It was just a lot of nostalgic music. And we're all dancing and having fun. But it was like it is so much. It is so cool to always watch these celebrities always unwind and be fun. And what's crazy is at these parties is that the super famous people are the ones that are super chill, super nice, don't have an attitude, nothing. They act like normal people. So you treat them like normal people. And then there are the people who are not famous. So they are either associated with someone famous or which, by the way, like I have a whole story about the weekend, which I'll tell you guys um, beginning of next month during my confession corner episode which is dedicated to you guys the listeners every month there's going to be an episode with just all of your stories so i will tell mine so you have to wait for that but yeah i have a i have a i have a little tale about the weekend and his crew um yeah i just i i said you know what fuck it now i'll just start revealing all the secrets everything i know and i know a lot so yeah anyway so it's always the people at these parties who are associated with someone famous. So it means they're not actually famous or they work for someone famous. That's usually, and those people, no offense, not that they're nobodies, but compared to the famous people, they're nobodies, but they act like they're somebodies and they're really rude. Here's an example. I was standing with my friend and I, this party was super nice to everyone. I was introducing myself to everyone. I was just so excited to be around other humans. And I was also shrooming. That could have been. That could have been it because I don't drink. So yeah, well, like a little bit like chocolate shrooms, whatever. So I'm standing with my friend and there was there was only somehow three people standing next to us. It was a girl and two boys and it ended up feeling like we're standing in a group. So obviously being the polite girl that I am, I didn't think twice. I turned my head to them and it was a girl and two guys. And I looked at the girl and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Violet. Nice to meet you. 
And the girl introduced herself and so did the two guys. I didn't know this, but the girl apparently is either Selena Gomez's stylist or her hairdresser, something like that. Something that has to do with Selena Gomez as someone who does something for her. I introduced myself to the girl and to the two guys. And then I turned and we said hi, talked for like half a second. And then I turned my head to the side. And I kid you not, this girl goes, if one more fucking person fucking introduces themselves to me, I swear to God. And I have no social cues. I'm a little slow and off. And maybe it's because I'm foreign. But I turned around. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not want me to introduce myself to you? You were just standing next to us. It felt weird if I didn't. And she's like, wait, oh, oh my God, oh my God, no, 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 oh my God, that's not what I meant. And I was just like, wow, LA people are so weird, <laughs> you know? And she like apologized and I was like, uh, okay, whatever. And I forgot about it, I, I didn't care. And then afterwards, my friend was like, oh, I'm so happy you said something. That girl's being such a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, who cares? Like I already moved on. And that's when it dawned on me that that girl a, the fact that only people a lot of times, it's A, that it's always nobodies who act like they're somebodies at these places and act mean. And where does it come from? Insecurities. Because if you didn't feel insecure by yourself, you wouldn't feel the need to act superior to other people you don't know. That's A. B, also it made me realize, not just this girl, but even some of my friends, my some of my LA friends, it's this mean girl thing. It's this weird syndrome and now I can finally put, I don't know, I don't have the, the English word for it, but I can finally understand what it is. It's mean girls who peaked in high school and that's the best they'll ever be. So they peaked in high school and they stayed being the mean girls are in high school. That's why I even have some of my LA friends I always want to gossip or always want to talk shit of a song and be like, oh, that girl gave me a dirty look, like fuck that bitch. And, and like want to talk and be like, bro, like how do you even know that has, has anything to do with you? Like maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe she's squinting because she can't see that well. Like how do you know has anything to do with you? Like the world, like these girls walk around not only thinking that the world revolves around them when it doesn't to just having the need to gossip and put other people down if they don't get the, the queen treatment they so feel like they deserve. And I used to just, you know, let it go. But now I'm at the point in my life, which is, I've started to set, set boundaries. And that's actually one of the things that I'm planning on doing with y'all is that every episode I want to do better with Violet or better with Benson. And it's just one thing that happened during the week that we can do better. So for me, I think I start to learn boundaries. Like I used to sit around and allow a lot of my friends to just vent to me over and over and over again about gossip and shit and all this stuff that doesn't really matter. And I finally was like, to one of my friends recently, I was like, you know what? I'm like, you are just a mean girl and I do not care for it. The way you're putting this person down is not cool and it's not it. And I sometimes I feel like it's always those people who sit around on Instagram and on social media, acting all spiritual, putting all these positive quotes, all that are the ones who walk around being the meanest. It's like, you know what? Instead of trying to pretend to be a good person, why don't you actually try to be one? Why don't you actually try to heal yourself? Because when you walk around constantly thinking that everyone else is the problem, maybe it's you. When you walk around saying, oh, everyone, all my exes are narcissists and he, he was such a narcissist and this and this, and all my friends are this. It's like, yeah, open your eyes. Maybe you're the fucking narcissist. And I know I sound so irritated, but I think I just finally snapped. And I'm like, bro, I'm 32 years old. I cannot do this high school shit anymore. 
I get it. A lot of you girls, you didn't get a chance to grow up and be ugly in high school. So you were never bullied. So you never had the opportunity to develop a personality. I understand. So now you still walk around this world thinking the world owes you something, thinking that everyone has to smile because you're pretty. But guess what? There are a million other pretty girls. And if you don't have a personality and if you don't learn how to love yourself, you will always feel like you're not enough in every room that you walk into if you don't get the treatment that you think you need because you got that in high school. And that's my TED Talk. So thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. I don't know how much of this will be on this episode, but man, I just had to vent because, yeah. So I would say today's little segment of Better with Benson, I say it's time to put boundaries in your life. It's time to stop feeling guilty about doing them as well. I used to, I, I would feel bad when I didn't want to listen to my friends vent for five hours. I would feel bad that it drained me. I felt like there was something wrong with me that I don't like to gossip. It literally made me feel like there's something wrong with me. And I finally realized like, no, that's just who I am. And that's okay. And it's also okay that it drains me and I need to put myself first and I shouldn't feel like an asshole about it. And I finally said, I can't do this. You have to vent to someone else. This is not for me. You got to grow up and I can't help you with that because you obviously need a therapist and it's not me unless you're going to start paying me. And even then I would charge you really high (laughs) because you're annoying me. So yeah, better with Benson this week is to come up with one boundary that you need to put yourself first that will make your day, your week, your life better and to really follow through with it and to not feel guilty about it, all right? As for pop culture news, don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) Don't change the channel. I am keeping it super short because actually secret that I will announce next week kinda is that I will be having another show where I will be discussing pop culture in more detail. So that's why here we'll keep it super short. But I did wanna cover a few things that I was actually into. A, obviously the whole Kylie Jenner changing her baby's name. I don't find it a big deal, but maybe that's why I don't have kids. So (laughs) I can't relate. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. It took me like a few times to name my cat. So I get that queen, do your thing. Another news, there's a conspiracy theory going around on TikTok that Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant. And I honestly believe it because A, we know that her and Travis have been trying to have a baby from their like Hulu show promos. And it seems that people have been noticing her full body pictures that she's been posting lately have all been throwbacks. And then any recent pictures of her have been conveniently hiding her stomach. So I think it feels kind of natural right now to make a Scott Disick joke. But I think after this past month, he's no longer holding the title of the most unhinged Kardashian ex. So good for you, Scott. You finally did something okay. I know I'm the only one that laughed at my joke. That's fine. I'll I'll get better. Um, Okay, so another thing that's been going around that I don't really care for, but some people do, is that there is some rumor going around that Olympian Sean White is cheating on his longtime girlfriend, Nina Dubrov, which I cannot pronounce her name, but I know Nina. Basically, some woman named Tyler took on TikTok to provide proof of him messaging her on Raya, which, by the way, she'll be deleted for this, and she will never be allowed on Raya again because you're not supposed to expose people on Raya. I actually find that pretty foul and like invasion of privacy when people do this to celebrities because then it makes it very hard for people like me to date them on Raya. So I don't appreciate that. Thank you very much. 
But anyway, she tried to expose him on TikTok for her 10 seconds of fame. And it's alleged that it's even not the first time he's cheated on her. And a lot of TikTok users are, for whatever reason, refusing to believe that to be true because historically, athletes are known to be loyal boyfriends. I would know. I've dated basketball players. And I'm pretty sure they never cheated on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even... I can't even... <laughs> say that without laughing because come on um okay and lastly this is really upsetting for me and it's hitting close to home and i'm actually taking this very personally and this part i choose not to believe please our queen our president our god rihanna my beautiful pisces apparently there are rumors going around that asap rocky has cheated on the queen Rihanna as if with Meg the Stallion, which by the way, I love Meg the Stallion. So I really don't want this to be true. And there isn't like a lot of evidence going on right now to support this one, but it's because people are just like claiming to know someone of someone, but they're also saying it's because Rihanna recently went on Instagram and unfollowed Meg the Stallion. And they think that's kind of why it's true. I don't know. Obviously, ASAP Rocky has Cheetah written all over him for being a rapper. And he's also a Libra. And Libras are known to be very flirty and to kind of be kind of cheaters sometimes. But I don't think Megan DeStallion has it in her. And Rihanna's pregnant. Come, I don't know. I don't want this to be ruined. And to be honest with this story, I'd rather just mind my own business because say it isn't so. I will not believe it until I have it right in front of my eyes. I'm acting as if I know these people and like... <laughs> I'm taking this very personally. Anyway, that's all for now. So before we go on to enjoy my amazing, 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 amazing episode with Sex with Emily, don't forget... I will Venmo you $5 if you write me a five-star review on Apple, take a screenshot, and DM it to me. Okay? Love you, bitches. Bye. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. So today I have Dr. Emily Morris. She's a sex therapist, author, TV personality, has a masterclass, radio show, and a podcast called Sex with Emily. Welcome. So good to be here with you, Violet. She is a reoccur reoccurring, wow. You know what, it's fine, because I'm not perfect, so. <laughs> You're I mess so up. great. I'm so not perfect, so now I can just admit it. So um, she's one of our favorite guests I constantly have on on this podcast when it was a different name to talk to be crazy. She always comes on, we always have so much fun. So today, which by the way, you guys, make sure to check out the episode that I just did on her podcast. It gets emotional, we get serious, we talk about dating and also accepting the fact when it doesn't work out and you get to see my vulnerable side. But the fun part starts right now because now that I've finished crying, we can have some fun and we're gonna talk about sex and everything you've ever wanted to know. That's it, we're getting into it right now. Yeah, let's dive into it since we're all about this month about <laughs> you know, being positive, body positivity, self-love. I think it's important for us to love ourselves in one of the most vulnerable places ever, which is in the bedroom. So hard. It's so hard. Right, yeah, no matter can how do confident it. you are. And just to normalize that we all go through it. It's not easy for anybody. Anybody. Anyone you think is, oh, she's perfect and she looks amazing and she must feel great in the bedroom. Nope. 
we all struggle with it and it's a process it's a struggle to feel sexy in the bedroom when you're naked and all eyes on you you're like oh my god is this person looking at my cellulite is this person looking at my scar and he's just like no oh my god vagina and i get to experience it like that's all he's thinking we're like oh where is he looking at oh my god he's not you know yeah so they're not. okay let's start off with do you have any tips when it comes to feeling more confident in the bedroom the most important thing about being confident in the bedroom is being confident outside the bedroom and confidence i just want to say it's kind of like feeling good feeling happy feeling sad feeling some days you're confident some days you're not some days you're feeling you know so so confident is something that we're constantly working on okay so it's not like you arrive to a place where you are always confident in the bedroom okay but how it starts is recognizing places where you might feel vulnerable in the bedroom so maybe we start with you just don't love your body there's parts of your body that you do not like and i'm telling you that everybody you ask will have that part there's nobody nobody who says well i just love everything so let's say there's parts of your body that you think oh well i really don't want anyone to see my you know you're, you're worried that you're with a partner and they're going to notice that your left breast is bigger than your right breast which by the way everyone's breasts we're all asymmetrical so the left side of our face is different than the right side but let's say you have a breast thing or you have a scar thing first thing i want you guys to do is get comfortable with being naked and you can do this on your own so well think well think about this you're never naked maybe you don't love your body you don't want to look at yourself you don't you're not comfortable and then you get naked with someone why should you feel comfortable right you spend all day beating yourself up maybe for your body worried about your body and then never looking at it because you can't look at it and then all of a sudden you think that you should just be blossoming in the bedroom with somebody that doesn't work at all. So there's something called exposure therapy, which we probably need a better name for that because it's not very sexy, but you're going to get naked and you're going to look at yourself. You're going to walk around your room. Um, you're going to get comfortable in your house and you're going to like look in the mirror and you're going to play some music and you're going to take a look at your body and you're going to look at it. And I'm going to make you stand there for about 30 seconds to a minute and just look at it and look at all the things that you maybe could love about your body. Like maybe it's just that your knees or your legs get you to walk across the room. Or maybe it's, you know, you really love this, um, the nape of your neck and to practice getting to see yourself and then we're going to go from there to looking between your legs the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember angie's list is now angie and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So I understand there's a lot of shame that a lot of women, and I think we're talking to a lot of vulva owners, right? Vulvas are the external part of your vagina. So we could say vagina owners, vulva owners, whatever your gender, if you have a vagina. I often ask them, could you, could you pick your vagina out of a lineup? Like if there was like a hundred of them on a wall, could you say, that's mine? Yes. You could. Great. Yes. So but I could only after you and I started to have so many conversations because when we first met, I was very open about the fact that I always felt weird about guys going down on me because I felt weird about 
the fact that there's so much happening there, even if I feel confident just standing with my vagina, I was like, when I open my legs, it's just, there's so many flaps and there's fluids and there's all these things and it would make me uncomfortable with the guy going down me and you made me feel more confident by telling me to look in my vagina. <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the day, we all have one home and our bodies are our home for the rest of our lives. So eventually you have to be comfortable with living in mm-hmm. this home. Yes, exactly, right? Well, I'm so glad that that helped. So now you could pick yours up. So really like, and the reason why I want you to do all this stuff is because it's going to help you connect to your body. So it is your home. We're not separate from it. We're not separate. I was talking to a young woman the other day and she was like, you know, 17. And she's like, I just don't want, I was a friend's, whatever. And she said, I don't want to look. I can't look. It's gross. I hate it. And I was like, and I hear that from women of all ages. So when you start to look at it, you're like, oh, look, wow, I have this labia when I masturbate. Because that's the other thing I want you guys to do is learn how to give yourself your own pleasure. It's really important to understand how this body works. So masturbating is totally part of being sexually healthy overall. And once you can learn that, you're like, oh, look, my labia starts to swell, or I'm just become more familiar with your body. That's my first step towards confidence in the bedroom is getting to look at it and sort of learning to to accept it. And you have to love it. takes time. Body like, not body love, but it's a journey. Exactly, and it takes time. And I think we should also, and I've talked about it, I don't know if on my podcast or not, but we were having this conversation about toxic positivity where we now accidentally do this thing where we're overly positive and it's kind of like, well, just love yourself. We'll just be happy. Well, yeah, of course we have, babe, this and this is normal. So you should be happy with it. You should accept it. But like, it's also okay when, we shouldn't shame people, including myself, when, you know, I know I'm supposed to love my vagina. I know everyone has a vagina and it's normal. Not everyone, but you know what I mean? And it's like normal, but I still will feel self-conscious. I know I'm supposed to love it because it's normal, but I still don't. And I am still working on it. So I think we should also be accepting of that because I still get self-conscious. It's weird. I mean, I I feel like you're, it's very intimate for someone to go down on yeah. you. A, you have to feel comfortable with someone going down. First, you have to feel comfortable being naked in front of someone. Then you have to be comfortable with someone going down on you. Then you have to be comfortable with even asking for what you like. Then you have to be comfortable with being yourself when you're enjoying it and all that because you Mm -hmm. have to kind of like, you know, release and be comfortable and let go and like relax in order for to actually enjoy what's happening i mean it's a lot be with a trusted partner be with someone you trust like i get it maybe there's like oh one night stands it's really empowering i can just you know have casual sex and it's cool but yeah you might not have the best sex of your life that way because you want to be with someone you can trust and i'm not saying they have to be though your forever person but someone that you trust you're going to be much more able to surrender and to feel like I'm, I'm, I can receive or I can give and I'm not worried what the aftermath is. That's also how you build confidence in the bedroom is by being with people that you actually trust and feel good with and then you've repeated experience with that. You know, so, and also, yes, your vagina is like snowflakes, really, and they're all different and there's no one way they should be. And the problem is porn has really made it so you only see one type of body. When you see porn, it's not real. Like it's actually like labias are tucked in. They're cheating towards camera. There's makeup. It's not actual vaginas. Like it's not a vagina in the wild. So I'm just saying your vagina is great. It's beautiful the way it is. Learn to uh, accept it. It's so true. One time I described my vagina, the basically my labia 
comes out a little bit. So I basically, when I tried to describe it, I said, she is very enthusiastic to go to the party, but she's shy. So when she shows up to the party by herself, she peeks her head a little bit just to see who else is at the party before she shows up. And that's basically my labia, like just peeking out a little. But I remember at one point because of the porn when I was younger, because of the porn that I was watching thinking that's a perfect vagina, I was always quote unquote, tucking my labia in. And then one time one of my boyfriends was like, V, you don't always have to just like, put your your like we called it a clitoris back then because we didn't know the difference he was like you don't have to put your clit in like i like and i was just like what are you talking about mine is tucked in and then i was just like fuck i'm so embarrassed but it's so stupid you know yeah but i felt the need with we talked about this on my episode on emily's podcast where i had the need to always be perfect so it's just like oh i need the perfect porn vagina oh and i need to be for it to look perfect when mm. i open my legs but let me tell you i have a lot of friends who have gone their vaginas done really yeah tell me how what okay and it still does not look like the porn star they got it done because they they chopped their labia or they got it yeah they chopped the sides of the labia in order to for it to be more tucked in and it's still some of them are not fully tucked in and like they still can have their insecurities when it comes to their vagina so at the end of the day no matter how many things you change about yourself if you don't change how you feel inside Nothing it doesn't changes. matter. It's an exactly. I want to say perfect is the enemy of orgasm and pleasure. I had never thought perfect is the enemy of pleasure. Yeah. Like if you're striving for perfection in the bedroom and you're striving for perfection in every area of your life, you're not going to have any pleasure because pleasure is not neat and tidy and it doesn't look good all the time. But the, we're talking about pleasure. Like we're talking about sex and I want to normalize it. Like you could have so much pleasure. Like you could learn how to have like an orgasm or an immense pleasure from someone just touching the inside of your elbow. I mean, we have so many nerve endings on our body, but we're so worried about how we look and how yeah. we come across and how my moans. Like, I remember the first time I was on your show and you were like, one of your first, this is how we, you guys should go back and listen to that because I feel like you've grown so much, but I feel you were like, how do I make a better orgasm face? How do I give a better blowjob? I don't like my vagina. And now it's like, look at you. We're like, no, like, t- like, and I'm telling you, the partners that you're with that are going to shame you and they're like, oh, you're labia. They're not your people. Like, you're going to find people who are just so psyched to be with you, a beautiful, confident person who just knows that they're deserving of pleasure. And when I say yeah. pleasure, it's sex, it's everything. It's touching. But I like that you said, first you have to get to know yourself because when I started working on that, where I got comfortable looking at myself in front of the mirror and all that, I ended up taking it with me to the bedroom. So then when I'm with a partner, the trick that I do for myself to get confident and comfortable is I actually look at myself in the mirror when I'm undressing as there's someone else <gasps> there. And it's, it's as if for a second I'm alone again. And that's how I feel confident because I'm looking at myself and that's, I get turned on by myself and then the, my partner gets turned on by watching me get turned on by myself. Yes. But it's really that trick. Like for a second, I'm all alone again and I'm getting undressed in front of the mirror. I see all my angles and I feel good about myself. And then I'm like, oh, you're still here. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the Violet Party. Well, research says, as you like to say, <laughs> research says that there, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that when women look at themselves in the mirror during sex, they actually get more turned on. It's really hot to like put a mirror in front of your bed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's hot to look at ourselves. It's, have you ever looked at you looked at I me? Mean, you have. When you're having sex, it's hot. And I love that, that you're like, I don't care who offers around me. Hello, well, it's Violet. my way to kind of get in the zone and to be comfortable yeah. because there's nothing sexier than when your partner is so turned on and feels sexy and good about themselves. And trust me, I've interviewed a million people for research and on my podcast, men and women and every other gender. And it's 
they don't notice all the things we notice about ourselves. No one is your biggest crit critic than yourself. Exactly. They're just so happy to even be intimate with you. Exactly. They're just like, I'm so happy I'm getting laid. They're not going, I wish that she didn't have that extra pound that she gained or her toe wasn't weird. Or what are the things you wear? I have a mole. There's a hair. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I get so in my head. I'm like, well... I'm not ready to have sex yet because I need to lose a couple of pounds and then I'll feel better about myself. And then it's so funny. It's whenever that I feel, quote unquote, that I need to lose a few pounds before I'm even ready to get naked. That's usually when I find someone, I'm just like, oh, I just want to have sex with them. And yeah. then I have sex with them. And of course, they love my body. And I'm like, oh, what was I insecure about? Like, they were just happy to be invited to the vagina exactly. party. Exactly. The Viol <laughs> Violet's Vagina Party. Should that be the name of your new podcast? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's just a thing. It's a good alliteration. But... Okay, so now you got comfortable with your body. You're like, okay, let's go. But I've seen so many jokes circle around to the point that at this point, I feel like it's not funny where girls are like, wait, you guys get foreplay? Wait, you guys get kissing? They're, like, it doesn't just go straight to sex. And I get the jokes, but it kind of did make me worry. How do you have, whether someone new you're not that comfortable with or whatever it is, how do you kind of get to slow down and be like, hey, I want foreplay or hey, can you go down me? How do you have That's those conversations? That's a great question because I think that we just, I think that maybe with people who are just starting out having sex, they just see, again, I'll go back to porn and I'm not, I mean, porn is, serves a purpose. Porn is great. But what the problem is that most people learn about sex through porn. Porn doesn't show the like kissing and the making out and the slowing down and like getting dinner and coming back and making out again. It just shows pounding and going right to penetration. So how you do it is, is listen, we are responsible for it. So we get to, we set the pace. So we set the pace in any situation. So when you're with somebody and it starts to escalate, you get to breathe and say, you know what? <sighs> like, because I think what happens is you make out for a second and then next thing you know, your hands on your pants and your pants are coming off and they're, they're hard. But for, for women, we're not turned on yet. We are slow cookers. Women are slow cookers and men are frying, their penises are frying pans. And we slow cook, we get turned on, we get aroused. And so as a result of that, we, we are not turned on yet when they are because they see you and they visually have an erection. They're coming at you with a penis and you're like, ah, I'm not ready yet. So what you get to do is you just slow down and say, wow, I just want to take a beat moment here. You look hot. Like you wave with their hand on their penis and say, let's go back to them. I just really love making out with you. Let's just slow down for a minute. We set the pace. You are allowed to set the pace. Honestly, it's just a habit. The habit is that women are trained. I'm going to say women on your show, but I often say vulva owners and penis owners, but you guys get what I'm saying no matter what your gender, but typically we are trained to go along with what the penis wants because the penis has always been in charge. In fact, po procreation, you know, sex was always about procreation. Like it was always about sex is defined as penis goes in vagina. Well, the majority of people with a vagina are not going to have the most pleasure with a penis. Only 20% of, of vulva owners have an orgasm with the penis. Most of our pleasure is coming from foreplay. It's coming from making out. It's coming from slowly undressing. It's coming from kissing our nipples and slowly undressing and going down on us and massaging and making us feel safe. That's the buildup. That's the slow cooking. That's like the juices. That's getting it going. And then we're going to boil to our arousal. This is science. This is this is physiology. I'm not making this up. We're not trying to be difficult as women. Foreplay is not a suggestion. It's a requirement. A hundred percent. And I get. I think again, it's all the movies to blame. Like you watch every rom com, which I think is the worst thing to watch. And it's like, well, every rom com starts with I'm 20 years old and I'm the CEO of Vogue, and mm -hmm. I live in a New York apartment that's 
3,000 square feet and my rent is $500, but I'm just like every woman. And if I don't find a man, then my life is over. <laughs> anyway, the point is I find my man and then they, they start to kiss. They start to kiss within two seconds. They're having sex yep. and literally he gets on top of her and she goes, <gasps> yes. And you're like, wow. So then you watch that and you almost feel weird that you're like, oh, okay, slow down. Let's, cause, cause you watch these movies and yeah. she has an orgasm the minute he just touches her. Yeah. Most, the majority of women are going to orgasm in between like 10 minutes and 40 minutes, probably more like 20 minutes and 40 minutes, to be honest, especially if we're with a partner and a new partner, it might not happen. So that is just so unrealistic. There's no kissing. There's no slow addressing. So yeah, that is the rom-com that's most movies. And so that's why a lot of us walk around feeling inadequate and broken and faking orgasms. Yeah. Not to mention the funny part is that not only a, like you said, 20% of women are actually able to orgasm through their hole, but also research found that the more common vaginas are vaginas that their vulva is not fully in. They're the the more common vaginas are the ones where the vulva is out. So now we find out that the more common vaginas walking around on this earth are where their vulvas are out. And it's more common where 80% of women do not orgasm from their hole. But for whatever reason, we all walk around wanting the complete opposite of what's not common. And we all think that's normal yeah. for whatever reason. Well, for whatever reason, it's society, it's patriarchy, it's culture, not to bash men, but like that's how it's been for a very, very long time. And penises are going to have more pleasure in the hole. Not more pleasure, but that's the pleasure that they understand. Whether yeah. it's your mouth hole or your butt kind of hole or whatever. So it's more so like we, it's up to us. Redefi- it's up to us that we are responsible for our own orgasms. We're responsible for our own pleasures. And we, we, you, everybody here is responsible for changing the discourse, changing every way that a thing about sex right now that is wrong. You get to make it right because I guarantee you, your partner with a penis does not know better they haven't learned this. They haven't studied this. They're literally doing what they were taught, what they've always done. And what, what they, they think, think is right. Like. What if, they think you like. So if yeah. you pretend that you like that, you're like, oh, oh, it's so good. And it's not. Well, it's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to them. Because if we just start to, to lay it down with compassion, not like, what are you doing in my hole? I heard on the show that you shouldn't do that. We don't want to shame them. But I'm telling I you. I fucked your brother. Yeah. You're a loser. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I used to think that, I don't know if you thought this way, but I used to believe that, that men, boys, were shipped off to a secret. I really believe this. They were shipped off, shipped off to a secret school when they were like 12, 13, 14, where they learned everything. Like there was somewhere in their lives where they learned everything about the female anatomy. And I assumed that when I had sex with them at 17, 18, that they knew. Like they, they literally, like they understood it because I didn't know anything about my body. So I just gave all the power away. I was like, oh, well, they know to undress me and they know what they're doing. It just, there's such something about men that they just, I assume they knew. But I came to find out after doing this for so long and interviewing doing 5,000 podcasts and doing thousands of interviews and having a doctorate in human sexuality and talking to thousands and thousands of men that they don't know. They don't know any more than you know. They don't. They really don't. And they're so open to learn, but they have to because society sets them up to be the experts. But they also love, they, well, they I love grew up feedback. assuming not that part, but I just assumed that my orgasm and my pleasure didn't matter. And it was just about pleasing my partner. So yes. that was performative. I, I felt shame about the fact that it would take me so long till I got an orgasm because watching all those movies, you come so fast. But I didn't realize until I started having, because you said, you know, you communicate with people, including, by the way, if someone's like, well, 
we're not that close so it's weird to talk i mean if their penis is in your vagina you guys are having anal whatever is in your <laughs> mouth like you you should feel comfortable you're enough to have close. a conversation you're pretty yeah. close you should have a come be comfortable enough to have a conversation but when i start having these conversations and suddenly you find out he just wants to satisfy you like he wants to see you having fun he wants to see you enjoying it so then when you realize that you're like oh so it makes it makes him like he gets off seeing you get off mm -hmm. so once you kind of process that like he just wants you to enjoy yourself it's not all about just inserting the penis inside the vagina then you're like oh, okay then actually do you mind fingering me or going down on me yeah asking for it he <laughs> wants your pleasure he does but he doesn't want to get there so he's just going to do what he thinks he should be doing but you we get to set the course so to answer your question like we set the tone we set the movement we set there's a great book by ian kerner called she comes first so if you're with somebody right now who you think who has a penis and they're not sure what to do just like that but it's an awesome book you can give them or they can read it together so then how do you kind of you know you're doing the foreplay and you want someone to go down on you you finally learn how to love your vagina you're like hey babe i love you you looked at it in the mirror you're like okay that's what it looks like you're amazing you're beautiful let's go to town and then you want brad to go down on you how do you how do you kind of get there to have well, someone go down well, on hopefully you? hopefully brad because brad might want you to go down on him Mm -hmm. And before you go down on him, you should just say, oh, God, thanks for inviting me to the Brad party. But uh, there's another party going on in my pants and you're invited to that. So I think it's more like there's no option for you to start for them to start putting their penis inside. So I feel like you just sort of let it be known. It's the way you move your body. Do you know most of what we say? 80% of, of what we communicate is, is through our body and through our facial expressions in our body, it's not actually the words we say. So if someone's making out with you, they're kissing down, you just kind of push your body. Like that's, mm. that's you're just like, this, like, is, this is available. You, you, you kind of put start your pushing head. the head. Yeah, down. you can push it. You could, you know the head, but I always tell guys that, <laughs> yeah, like, where are you going? Come back here. And you can start to touch yourself. You can start to show them like, look, like I'm getting so turned on right now. I mean, yeah, that's what you do. Sick. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Sometimes, too, with God, I'll be like, because sometimes I'll use toys with partners, too, just to show them, because I love toys. I'll be like, oh, I bought you toys. Okay. Sometimes I'll say, um, look, do you see how swell, like when I get aroused, I'll be like, this is my clitoris. Do you see how much it swells? Watch it. I'll show you. But them. I don't think everyone's think as so. confident as no, you. Like, if my, if my steps ahead. If I swelled up, I'll be like, oh my God, I think I'm having an allergic reaction to something. No, you're, <laughs> it's engorged with blood. That's what happens. It doesn't sound sexy, but it when you get turned on, this is why I want you guys to look in the mirror and touch yourself. It's really cool. It grows. It's like expands. It's, it means you're getting aroused and turned on and you're closer to orgasm. But you guys should understand that. Understand your body. And, and then to show someone else, like, this is how this works. If you want to drive this, like, here's the key goes in the ignition it turns like it's your body it's your operating system and so i take i take where you say so little and i'm like look i'm engorged with blood yeah isn't that sexy that's what it comes well and it changes color too like it can go from red to purple to brown and make that sexy everyone i know your face is like oh red purple brown but like it's the human body no guys get so yeah you're so the la the recently the last guy I was talking to like he went down me without me asking because the f first we had sex and I wanted to quote unquote get it over with so I was like let's just get to We're the sex bar and then afterwards he was just like we started hooking up again and instead of us going to sex he like like pulled me towards the end of the bed and started going down me and I was like oh my god what are you doing and he was just like so excited to be there he didn't care the fact that we just had sex 
20 minutes before so obviously i don't know what you didn't have to wipe like, or- i didn't wipe or anything but he was just so excited to go to town like no and then i was just like okay oh wow okay and he just like shut up and he just kept doing it and it was so hot you know because he took control and he made sure to satisfy me before we even took it further and i really appreciate that and that yeah. was really cool because it reminded me like oh yeah he wasn't thinking about anything he was just so excited to pleasure me yeah i think it's just i I love that story because it's like that's that is gonna happen and there are plenty of lovers who are gonna be like i'm so into this and i think again i'm just gonna say that it's the ones that aren't the ones that aren't doing that i have to say that it's just because they don't know better they've just been following what society tells them what their last partner wants um what they what they know to do but i think once you start to just with your body kind of start to expect it like if you're with somebody and you're naked with them in the bedroom about to get naked just just accept the fact just expect why do we say this expect that you're going to get your needs met start to expect just like women expect we're going to make as much as a man's dollar we're going to expect we should get the job we have equal rights everywhere you get to have equal rights in the bedroom so i'm just going to expect that i'm going to get my needs met and i'm going to start to assume that delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Because it's kind of like you were talking about this earlier when you said that you were so much about, and I was the same way, we call it performative sex, where it was about giving to the partner. Like, how do I give them a blowjob? Or how do I make them feel better? Then they're going to like me. But we want to just change that narrative and be more about what you expect, what you get, what you deserve. Not to push, they they deserve pleasure as well. Penises deserve it too, but we just, we have to change the paradigm. So what do you do with the guy who goes, Going down girls is not really my thing. You tell them that they're not really your, they're your thing. You say, you know what? Thanks for sharing. Now, I actually had that situation and that's what I said to the guy. I said, you're not really my thing. But I think I really was confused because I was with a guy and he wasn't going down on me and we were together for like six months. And finally, I said to him one day, we were at dinner because I was like confused. I'm like, I'm going down on you. You're getting all your needs met. And I said, can you tell me what... What is it? I said, is that you're not sure that I like it? You're not sure what to do or it's just not your thing? And he's like, you know what? It's not my thing. And I remember like taking another sip of my martini because I did it outside the bedroom. I had the conversation. Like I always say, the communication tips are to talk about it outside the bedroom. And I just thought to myself, he can't possibly be my thing. And I just said, you know what? I just don't think this is going to work. It's a really important part of, of, of my arousal process as I, I require it. So, uh, but I have to say for guys who aren't into it, they might genuinely not be into it, but it's usually because they feel like they don't know what to do because the vagina is confusing. Everyone's different. There's so much going on. Like a penis is pretty straightforward. 
like you put your mouth on it, you know. I mean, up, down, up, down. Yeah, I just did a, a comprehensive blowjob podcast. It's Sex with Emily if you want to hear. I mean, there are nuances to it, but it's pretty. But with this, they're like, is she is she innery, outy? What's going on? So I think that you just have to, you know, if the guys don't like it, I think that it's, confu- it's either because it's confusing, they don't know what to do. They've never, you know, they really haven't done it a lot before. Or maybe they had like a bad experience or someone told them vaginas are dirty or whatever. Or so and many women allowed them to not go down them. So now they feel like they don't need to and they exactly. can still get the blowjob and the cum and all that. And it's really about them. So, uh, yeah, I agree. We've talked about this before, but let's, uh, this is important. And this is a really cool method, which I still haven't tried. Oh. But what is the number one best oral method to go down a woman that makes her come every single time? Okay. Well, what is it called? I don't want to say, it's called the Kiven method. It's the Kiven method. I think I actually demonstrated this on Yeah, once. go ahead. You can still show. <laughs> so the Kiven method, and I want to say, listen, we can't say every woman every single time, blah, blah, blah. But it is a very, here we go again. Okay. So the Kiven method is a method of oral where instead of like, usually when you're going down, you'd have, you'd go like, you'd be lying across like perpendicular on the chest, right? You'd be going like up in there. But this is a thigh to thigh motion. So you're going from your thigh to your labia, to your clitoris, to your thigh. And you're going back, so your partner is lying perpendicular. So it's more like, it's more like this. So I'd be coming in this way and I'd be going, I'd be licking this way instead of this way and so why this is so hot is because you're hitting all these nerve endings from labia inner labia outer labia inner labia clitoris outer labia inner lip and you're going back and forth back and forth instead of up and down that's okay. quick and there's a great blog on our website sexfamily.com to check that out but it is hot and did it's i so smell unexpected. i feel like my I, my pants are no. i feel moist down there no i would tell you baby you're amazing um Sorry. no but the, uh that's what it is kim method and the reason is because we don't you're hitting more nerve endings and it can be hot. Now, it's not for everybody, but I did, I've never heard from, I've never heard from so many freaking, in my life, the first time I talked about it on my show, like five, six years ago, I've never gotten so many emails from people who are like, oh my God, my partner of all these years, she's never come, and now she did. Yeah, it's and it's so much pleaser. easier on your tongue too, because in, instead of you, your tongue going from side to side, from side to side, which can be exhausting, your tongue is going up and down, up and down, because you're because you're laid from the side of the the labia now, and it's so much easier. And too. you're getting more, yeah, you have more access to more nerve Like endings. it's so much easier to go up and down, up and down, than uh, like side to side. Yeah, nonstop. but you could, yeah, yeah, that's true, up and down. But it is all, yes, yes, it's all those things, up and down, side to side. You have a good tongue. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You can practice the Kibben method. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the Kibben method. <laughs> Kibben method. And and again, it's the other oral sex tip is to just really go slow and to and to ter- massage. Don't, don't even go right for even the Kibben method. You want to massage inner thighs, outer thighs, slowly work your hands towards your mouth. Like don't just go from zero to oral or zero to anal or zero to anything. We rush to sex so quickly. Yeah, the buildup to it is so sexy. I love massage porn. I also like it with my ex-boyfriend. Massage he, porn? Yeah, he was always kind of rubbing my thighs and so getting hot. closer to my vagina or my labia and then kind of going with his hand over and then back to the other thigh so then by the time he gets he got to my vagina and my labia like i orgasm in two seconds because it was just the excitement of finally there was so much blood flowing into my labia yes. and it was like look how swollen my labia is and then I <laughs> that's what you do 
It's Look the at all build this up. blood. It's the anticipation. It's the anticipation. That's why we love like waiting for things. That's why dessert is so, I mean, it's also sugar, but dessert, the anticipation of something. Why when you meet somebody and you don't see them again right away, you get to look forward to it. There's something about that. And it's even psychologically speaking about desire and arousal. Like if you are just teasing the inner thighs, you're not going right for it. And in fact, it doesn't feel good for the majority of vulvas to just be like it, for someone just to go right to your pant, like that's, you need the buildup. It's like a requirement. Again, yeah. going from zero to 60, sticking it in, we're not wet, we're not turned on, we're not ready. I think it's up to us to take responsibility of our bodies, understand that the opposite sex or usually the opposite sex doesn't understand our bodies as much as we do. That's why we have to understand our bodies better. And it's up to us to ask for what we like because in relationships or in general in life not just in sex no one knows what you like or what you want unless you ask for it and i've exactly. been learning that too so when your partner is rubbing your left your left flab for the last 30 minutes and you're just like do you like it and it's just like a, the, the side of your vagina that just flabbing there i don't know and you're like you know what actually i'll be honest that's not my clitoris that's not my vulva you're just like on my outer lips yeah yeah let him know move it yeah that's 30 minutes that's the 30 minutes you'll never get back yeah so you just have to be honest because then they get embarrassed but then you didn't communicate so you have to take responsibility you're yes. like you know what i want to come today so why don't we work towards that goal? exactly and let them know sooner than 30 minutes if you can yeah because they want to please you but we're so afraid of speaking up and you know I don't know. I've been a people pleaser before and not been kind of just let, just like, oh, they'll figure it out. You're Eventually like, oh, they with. don't, oh, they won't, like, he'll get annoyed with me. Yeah. Because I'm taking so long to come or he'll get annoyed because I'm asking for something. It's like, dude, he should be so lucky that he's even in the bedroom with so you. So lucky. He's you have to remember to say that to yourself. Yes. We all forget to do that. Yeah. I get insecure in the bedroom sometimes too. Yeah, we all do. Okay. So now he went down you, he did the give it method on you. And now you want to, you're finally, you're like, you know what? I want to I return the favor because okay. you're king and you deserve it. Yeah. So what are some good methods to give good head? Okay. So the first thing is you want to, every time you're in front of a penis or a vulva for that matter, but we'll take a penis is a new opportunity to kind of get connected with it because they're all different as well in the sense of like, we don't know what this partner wants. We don't know what they want, you know, and to be like, think about it this way too. It's an extension of this person that you're with. It's an appendix. It's a, it's appendix. It's an appendage. Like think about it it's sticking out and it's like part of them. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm grossed out or I don't want it. It's like, this is someone that you're actually inside of sex with. Like just make friends with it. Be like, okay, I'm here. I'm looking at it. And then remember every, yeah, like, hi, like take a look at it. Don't, like, I think we just go right into it, but it's the same thing. Like I've found that a lot of people with penises like to also be warmed up. So you can do the same thing. Start to like, while you're looking at it, you can kind of play with their thighs, massage their inner thighs. Like you can tickle their balls, right? Balls are interesting. Not everyone with a penis is into their balls being touched. So you get to kind of, test the water, see if they're into it. And then really you just want to start to, um, you know, it's not, you don't actually blow. So it's, it's confusing name, but you want to, you know, you kind of want to like lick the shaft. You know, the most, do you also understand, let me back up the anatomy of the penis. So the tip for the typical penis owner is the most sensitive part, the tip of the penis. And then there's also the frenulum. So for an uncircumcised penis, the frenulum is the underside of the penis where the, where the, where the shaft meets the tip. There's this part on the underside where the foreskin used to be, where it's cut off, where the foreskin was chopped off. So 
there's a little area right there that's really sensitive. It's that's called the frenulum. The circumcised or the uncircumcised? uncircumcised. Oh. And it's like, think of it as like your new best friend. The frenulum has a lot of nerve endings on it. And so you can circle your tongue around there. You can kind of apply a lot of pressure. It's right near the tip. So you're kind of going over and under with your mouth or your hand. And remember that every blowjob, like your hands are a very important part of it. You don't have to just use your mouth. I mean, but then if you want to get down to it, like my, my best tips for you are to make sure that it's wick, you're wet enough. So a lot of you have problems with saliva. Just make sure you drink water. You could use a lot of lube. There's a lot of great flavored lubes out there that are just like taste delicious. I brought you one that's like mint chocolate or creme brulee. It's like delicious. And so if you want one that tastes good, you want to make sure it's wet. You want to make sure that you are into it that you're enthusiastic, that you're making eye contact. You're not just like, oh, it's actually a Eye job. contact is hot. Eye contact is really hot. Yeah. There's something about looking in their eyes. You've got their penis, you know, you're doing the whole thing. It's really, really hot. And you want to pay attention to what they actually want. So listen, people's bodies, just like with the vulva owners, you can tell if they're into it. Are their eyes rolling back in their head? Or are they just sitting there? Is there? Are they actually responding? And it's okay to say, does that feel good? Do you want me to go faster or slower? Because in the moment, like, again, I've been with several penises in my day and they all want something different. They do. It's Yes, it's straightforward. I'm enthusiastic. I'm making sure that I'm wet enough. I'm using enough, you know, hands and, and mouth ratio. But some, again, like their balls play with some don't, some like a little faster, some like a little slower. It's all different. And another great way to cut to the chase here and to find out exactly what your partner wants is mutual masturbation, where they're masturbating and you're masturbating. Because what I've learned from that scenario is that number one, it's hot to see what your partner does and it's a turn on. But number two, it's also educational. So what I've learned to give the best blowjobs by watching someone I'm with like, oh, I didn't know that he pulls his shaft hot and his hands going up and over the tip. So guess what? When I give a blowjob, I'm doing the same thing that you just did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Cause I know what you like. I know what's going to get you there. They're telling you. So I love that because it. I was previously, I think I was with, I was dating someone that wasn't circumcised. So it's much easier to give head or hand jobs with someone that's not circumcised because they have their, it, the flu, it's like a, it's like slip and slide. I don't know yeah, how to explain it. Yeah, it's a little slippery. Yeah. But the, it um, makes it easier. Foreskin. So you, you can, so with the foreskin, you can pull it down to give the head and all that. And after that, the last guy that I was seeing, it's like you pull it taut. It's kind of yeah. like, it's like a masturbation, built in masturbation sleeve. Yeah. And then the last guy I was seeing, he's circumcised. So then when I, tr when I accidentally did the same thing, assuming everything's the same where like with the porn that you watch it can be sometimes like the glock lock or overly aggressive i tried to pull down the skin there's no skin to pull down so when i did that and then i tried to go rough with my mouth like go like that like i did with the last guy he was just like oh whoa okay it, so, it feels like you're trying to suck out my penis <laughs> right. like relax so i was like oh shit sorry like yeah, I, I just you like you forget that oh every person's different like his penis is more sensitive than the other guys and like his skin is more tight to his penis so i can't like like can't. do that because it was actually painful it wasn't sexy yeah so then i'm like oh, okay so he likes it differently so i think we forget that there's not one method to head or to going down on a woman it's yeah. just it's whatever they like yeah and so. a lot of people worry about confidence with this so i'm not experienced or they probably be with other lovers who are way better at it it's like every i want to i can't have to reinforce it every time you're with a new partner is a new opportunity to learn what they specifically like. And they're going to tell you, they're going to show you if you pay attention to their body, you're open to learning. Like, it's not so much about having, like we talk about confidence. It's not so much about having all this experience. It's about really being present with the uh, 
person that's in front of you because there's a lot to learn in that scenario that's you could learn presence and you can learn mindfulness and you can learn like learning how to look for cues in their body and learning how to communicate yeah you do that I, with anyone. I, I like them watching each other masturbate that is really hot and i didn't realize you can also learn what they like because they're doing on themselves yes. like that's so true okay cuties sorry but we have to stop right here i know this episode was so amazing that's why we made it a two-part episode so i hope you enjoyed it i actually don't have a nickname to give you guys so maybe i should do a contest to figure out what the new nickname for the listeners should be of the new podcast almost adulting so get back to me on that maybe dm me if you have some uh, ideas or thoughts but i think we should do a contest anyway tune in next week for part two of a brand new episode with sex with emily where we talk about kinks spitting in your mouth embarrassing sex stories from you guys the listeners and uh hear me out poo bag trust me you're gonna get it next week and how i ended up in the er after getting fingered gone wrong like i'm literally not joking i'm not making this up i had to wear a diaper for a whole week it was pretty bad like i wish i was joking but no I wish I could tell you guys. Okay, but anyway, uh, and again, don't forget about the review and the $5. I got you. Love you, bitches. I'll see you next week. It's going to be amazing. Mwah.